Hello film fans, how's it going? Good, I'm glad you're well. Um, yep, I'm talking to myself. Hey! Uh, I'm going to blame it on my illness. I'm ill again. First time in like three or four weeks I'm ill again. Um, I think it's partly this this theatre tour that we're doing. Like we have to go to so many different places. I, this sounds like proper like ungrateful bitching. I'm not being ungrateful at all. Just the fact of the matter is with this tour we have to go to so many different places. Um, large portions of the audience are like small kids. And you know what classrooms are like. It's just illnesses galore. So I think I've just picked something up from someone somewhere on this tour. And, you know, we're using our voices a lot because it's a stage show. So I've just picked up this, like, cough thing that's, like, kicking the crap out of my throat and uh, blocking my nose a bit. So uh, I'm taking it easy a little bit with this podcast. And instead of doing, like, a long movie analysis or something, I'm just going to do a reaction video reaction video i suppose to um gomero del toro's cabinet of curiosities episode one i've wanted to watch this series for a little bit because i'm a big gomero del toro fan uh, if you're not familiar with him <coughs> excuse me sorry there's going to be a lot of that a lot of gross noises coughs coughs let me take that again going to be a lot of coughing probably some nose blowing there might even be the occasional sniff, which I know sounds disgusting. I try and edit them out of episodes, but it happens. You know, I'm ill. Oh, and I need to apologize, actually. On my Get Out episode that I did last week, I referred to the wonderful, amazing Tessa Thompson. I referred to her as Emma Thompson, who is a very different actress. They're both wonderful, uh, but sorry, Tessa. Uh, I'm, I am a big fan of yours. I'm just an idiot, and... Because you both have the same name, and Emma, Tessa, they're both two syllables that end in A. My stupid brain goes, nah, same person. Sorry about that. Um, not that you're going to see this anyway. But I am a big fan of Tessa Thompson and Emma Thompson. They're both wonderful. Anyway, without further ado, we're going to watch this. Um, and react. Yeah, Gilmero de Toro, sorry. Pan's Labyrinth, Shape of Water... Uh, he's done a new Pinocchio stop-motion movie, which I really want to see. Um, yeah, he's done a bunch. Just IMDb him. Okay, cool. Let's get going, shall we? Oh, I'm pretty sure this um, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities thing is like an anthological, if that's the right word. An anthological uh, just series of episodes. So meaning that I'm pretty sure every episode is disconnected from its predecessors, you know, they're all just individual stories, uh, and I really like those kind of formats, you know, like Love, Love, Death and Robots, um, if you haven't seen that, it's like all these different animated styles, it's just sort of like short animated uh, episodes and things, that's awesome, or like Black Mirror quite famously is anthological, every episode is not connected to each other and different stories and things, so I'm pretty sure this is that format. Let's check it out, shall we? And hopefully it's spooky. A Netflix series. Traveling was reserved for the there he is, Big Gilly. A building, a chamber, or a piece of furniture. I know it's just the cabinet so far, right? I don't know if that's a genuine prop. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, because I'm pretty sure Gilmaro is the kind of guy that likes practical effects and, and practical props and you know if you look at Pan's Labyrinth it's all legit makeup and things 
uh, you know, as opposed to CGI and everything. Um, so that that's cool. First off, uh, that may have been a, you know, a green screen CGI cabinet. I'm not sure. Um, but if it's <laughs> if it's a legit piece, that's a really cool bit of machinery they got going there. Uh, but just straight away already, like that cabinet coming out is not just he hasn't just got a cabinet. He's got this ridiculous cabinet with all these features and bits and bobs and then the stuff he's talking about already like one of the things i just love about him is he's just not afraid to let his imagination just go absolutely bonkers he's got like a real sort of childish imagination and i don't mean childish in an insulting way i mean it in like kids imaginations like the most free unhindered sort of like they're not bothered about you know like adults or whatever saying oh, that's not realistic, or that doesn't make logical sense or anything. Not saying his stories don't make log logical sense. Uh, but yeah, he's just got that complete childlike freedom of imagination. And that's one of the things I really love about his stuff. Of our deeds, or darkness, or sins. The story today is Lot 36. See that lighting change then? Very subtle. All he did was walk forward into a deeper light. Uh, the music got slightly more sinister. It was, you know, twinky, like, ding, 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 sort of curious, spooky, like, oh, what's happening here? He stepped forward, his face got more shadowed, his dialogue got more uh, deep, you know, deep in a kind of, like, darker way, you know, uh, and, and yeah, the music changed uh, to match that as well. Also, I really like these, um, these talking head introductory bits to anthologies. <laughs> Um, which I'm pretty sure is going to happen on every episode. Uh, like, I haven't seen it all yet, the whole season. This is the first I'm watching of it. Um, but I really like those, that that kind of format where you have someone... Did Was it the Twilight show, Twilight Saga? What was that? I'm pretty sure they did it. Uh, but I, I grew up on things like um, Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids, you know, which was an awesome TV show back in the day. It might have been on, like, BBC or something. Um and that always had like, I think it was like a shopkeeper or a bookkeeper or something. And he would say like, oh yeah, um, now we're going to tell the story of whatever. And it would just get into some like dark shit. Um, or I think even Goosebumps, if you remember that. I'm, oh, I need to blow my nose. I'm pretty sure Goosebumps did the same. I, pr I probably sound so nasal right now. Uh, Goosebumps did the same thing where it was like someone would introduce you know, each episode and each, give you a little bit of context and backstory and then carry on with it. Excuse me. Right, Gilmaro, let's carry on, shall we? I like that. Spooky. Huh. So simple shit like that straight away just kind of shows that it says a lot about this character already. You know, he's got that shuffle walking across the floor, you know, that elderly person sort of thing. He's not the most mobile. Yeah, he's just watching mundane television and then he flips the bin open to put his food tray and then straight away he's eating like from a ready meal food tray so you're like oh, okay you're probably not that keen on you know cooking or you keeping after your health keep it after your health looking after your health whatever then he flips the bin open but open and it's just other food trays so straight away well like, oh, okay yeah you're literally living a groundhog day every day just not doing tons with yourself says a lot about his character already oh and he's got the 36 key <clears throat> but he loves aprons this guy will come the recognition that no nation can stand against a world united 
There were some nice um, spooky whispers. Hopefully they appeared on the audio there. Um, in the background, as he's, I don't know, he must have had a heart attack or something and, and fell down. And the close-ups of the the animal's head and then, you know, on his sort of eyes as well. It's like, what is it trying to tell us? It's good. Is this the same geezer? This is a different geezer. Very different geezer. Okay, so this that chunk of dialogue there was a uh, from the radio was a little bit on the nose, not very subtle, but these are short stories, so get to the point, I suppose. Uh, but that would be my only sort of criticism of that. But you know, it does set up very, very quickly and without any beating around the bush what type of character this fella is here in this truck. So it, you know, it does what it does what it says on the tid, mate. Or the cabinet. This seatbelt is minging. How does your seatbelt get dirty? Something that I really like in uh, you know films or TV shows or anything that this show is, well, this episode at least, is definitely doing, is they're not writing perfect characters. They're writing like morally ambiguous characters, right? So we had this fella in the truck at the beginning listening to his radio and the radio guy was chatting shit about white rights and, pardon me, not liking immigrants or whatever it was. Some racist bullshit. So fuck that radio host. And also fuck this guy because he was like, God, I agree. And then he is actually colleagues or associates or whatever with this guy who he he's expressed when he was listening to that radio station in the truck that you know, he has issues with people that aren't white, essentially. Well, at least I've read that into it based on the the rootin' tootin' bullshit that was being spoken. So he's, like, tolerating this sort of friendship. Not friendship, this acquaintanceship. I don't know what you... Words, I'm ill. Leave me alone. <laughs> he's tolerating this just so that he can make money on the side. He's also just had a phone call conversation where he's, like, in debt to someone. Um... You know, so he's he's not the be the most morally astute person, if that's an expression. Uh, and then this guy, uh, he's you know taking payments. He's do he they they're doing that. Um, in case I cut this out, I'll let you know they're doing that. Uh, is it storage wars, where they go around all these like old storage lots and where people have like um you know, missed payments or abandoned them or lost the rights to the lots and all the stuff that's in there. Uh, they go around and they bid on them and then you get whatever's in there and you might find some cool antiques that you can resell or whatever or you might not. Uh, so he he's doing that and then every time he's taken a payment from this guy for previous things and the one he's just bid on and everything, he's taking a cut off the side and this guy remarked on it that him taking that cut is, you know, dodgy and he's like hey I don't make enough an hour so I take a little bit on the side uh, so yeah so he's also morally ambiguous and I really like it when you get so I'm really going around the houses with this point but that's what I do in this podcast I chat a lot of shit chat a lot of script there we go puns um, I like it when characters aren't written to be solely you know all because they, they become in my eyes they become more three dimensional and they become more believable when they're not like these perfect 
you know, just always correct and always pure sort of be. It's a, it's a very boring character. I mean, it's good every now and then. Like if you were writing, oh, okay, tale as old as, old as time. You know, the tale of um, of like Jesus in the Bible. Even he has moments of questioning his father, and he doesn't necessarily sin, but he's like. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a part where he's just like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. What do you want from me? And like questions it, and you know, is confused by it and things, and is like, oh, why, whatever. You know, it's the characters are more interesting when they're not just completely boop to the point. You know, I hope that made sense. If it didn't, fuck it. Uh, something in there that he's feeding. That's what I reckon. He's feeding some shit, some kind of animal, or ghost, or demon. And the hopping, is the hopping maybe, like, it's like a secret knock, you know? Like, if you want to try and get behind a door where there's security, where you might do like a din, 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 din. Well, that's a really common knock, actually. You wouldn't do that. But you'd have some sort of secret knock that lets them know. So is that just some way to, like, if there, say there is a demon in there, it's like, oh, the hopping. Okay, I'm not going to eat this guy because he's going to give me food. And if I eat him now, he won't come back tomorrow with more food. But if I take the food he gives me and don't eat him, then he'll come back tomorrow with more food. Schmack. Then I might be totally wrong. Let's find out. She's keeping her calm. I would have kicked off big time. I would have been like, sorry. I told you about my changing of my details. I'm still paying you to rent this thing. And you sold my shit. Huh? She's keeping her calm. She's a much better human than I am. Oh, he's racist. Thousand bucks, you can have what's left in there. Fuck, dude. This money in a month cleaning. This guy's a piece of shit, man. He's a piece of shit. I hope there is a demon in there that fucking eats this dude. <laughs> Fuck this racist piece of shit. He's just straight away, actually, on this. There was music until he opened the shutter. I'm itching my toe. I'm not just leaning away from the microphone. Like the chocolate rain guy. <laughs> chocolate rain. Anyway. Um, Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Uh, <laughs> fuck was I saying? There was music and uh, there's not. And that is a really nice way of uh, drawing out the suspense and the tension. Um, because it, for me at least, subconsciously, it makes me more, like, it makes me listen more and it makes me sort of more alert to like, oh, what's going to happen? Is something going to jump out on him? Plus, when he did open the shutter, it cut to, let me rewind it actually. Cut to this shot, which looks as though there's something in there looking at him, you know, watching him like, ooh, who's come? Who's come to pay me a visit? Do you know, do you know what I mean? <coughs> it's like he's being watched. And now, listen, there'll be no music after this fades out. Just the hum of the electric light. And his footsteps are quite loud. The bag throwing on the floor is quite loud. He's about to move something there. That's quite loud. But other than that, it's a quiet scene. 
And having that movement and his footsteps be louder highlights the fact that when there isn't footsteps or noise, it's very quiet. Do you see what I mean? So like a footstep, you'd think, in the grand scheme of, you know, a soundscape of noise, that's one of the smaller things. But if that's really loud within the scene, then you're like, oh, this is a very quiet moment. And like I said, that just amplifies the the tension. By the way, I've, I'm fully aware that I'm sat here mouth breathing like a champion but i'm ill and my nose is blocked so i'm a mouth breathe all i want to this place is like a maze i'm getting lost and i'm out of coffee there's a little bit there i went cold okay so he picks that up and straight away we get some spooky music and some whispering music you know like so straight away we're like okay that's a that's going to be a relevant, important thing. Photographs. Dotty. Hear that score? Spooky, eh? Ooh, Nazis. <coughs> Kill them all. This... Okay, so they established a minute ago in his backstory that he... Like when he was talking to the guy in the guy who's running these storage lots, they were talking about like him being in the army and how that's why he's feels hard done by because like society is just his point of view by the way, not mine. He feels like society has shifted away from supporting people like veterans and is focusing too much of its time on like immigrants or whatever. Not going to comment on that, but I do find it weird how veterans in situations like this, tend to have, like, racist opinions when it comes to foreigners and stuff. Yet, the, like, greatest veterans of all time are the people that fought against the Nazis because of the Nazis' racist rhetoric. <laughs> it's like, what? All of a sudden, it just turns to, like... I'm not saying all veterans, by the way. I'm just saying veterans like this guy who are racist, you just become the thing you swore to destroy. Not, I'm not saying he fought in World War II, but I'm sure you, you take my point, right? It just all of a sudden becomes a level of hypocrisy. Like, anyway. They're just being silly. Oh, this is like the deepest the camera's ever gone in there. <coughs> Fuck me, Blue! <laughs> Nice quick cuts there just to get the process moving along. Like, as we see the visuals of him carrying shit out, uh, the, we then hear the noise of the shutter closing. Um, and then it cuts to him finishing closing the shutter, like right at the end of it. And, put, and it cuts the padlock on. Now it cuts to him attaching stuff to his truck. Just nice quick moving on. This, there's overlaying of the sound from the scene that you're about to see before you actually see the scene and things. It's good. Nice editing trick just to add some pace. Now, nice little steady cam. <clears throat> so I can't help but laugh when like racists get fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. Yep. Yep. That'll definitely help. Just tape up all the glass together. Smart. Too far, I don't know shit. That might actually be a temporary fix. I don't fucking know. 
Don't be reading from that, dude. Don't. Jesus Christ. Uh, probably the opposite. Probably more like Satan. Oh, this guy. Do I recognize you? Yeah, I do recognize that dude. The reddish tint on the backer. Made with blood. Guess what went into it? Blood. Sick fucks. I'm really enjoying this so far. I'm really enjoying the uh, the twist, or not really the twist, but the reveal of these demonic seance books. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say about it, but I am enjoying this. This is this is cool so far, uh, and I feel like every character has enough about them that you're interested in seeing them, you know, do stuff. But they also have that like morally corrupt or ambiguous edge to them where you probably wouldn't feel awful if something bad <laughs> happens to them. You know, even this uh, guy, he just seems suspicious. This German uh, guy who seems to know a lot about seances and demons and things. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I'm interested to see how this plays out. So they've been talking quite casually in this truck ride over there. And the angles have... They've been wider than what's on there now, but now they're getting into the juicy details. He's talking about the fella that owned the lot that he bought, the old man at the start who died. Uh, and he's talking about he actually knows quite a lot about him. So in case I cut this out from what we saw earlier, when he was in the lot, he found a photo album that had old war pictures and there was Nazi pictures in there. So the old fella had Nazi associations, right? As well as this demonic seance table thing. And he said, oh, I actually know that. He's a German himself, um, and he knows about the seance thing. So he's saying, oh, I actually knew of that fella and his previous sort of war affiliations and stuff. Uh, and now he's revealing quite a lot more about him, you know, and his demonic connections and things. So now, because the subjects that they're talking about are getting juicier and deeper we've moved in to closer shot these are ex it's extreme close-up on his face it's pretty damn close on his face i wouldn't call that a medium by any stretch because it's not you know it's literally just sort of ch the upper chest to the to the top of the head uh whereas before they were a bit wider you know maybe hanging where the side windows would be as, and now we're right up in there so I'm just going to rewind it a touch. See, there were shots more like this. That was probably as close as they got. But the one I just showed you, we were right up there, you know? No offense, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't wait for this guy to die. So it was really important earlier that they established this. You know, remember I said this place is like a maze? They were establishing that they're so twisty and turny and windy to get in and out. He's just said to the bloke, there's only one exit. And they've upped the tension by this uh, temporary light thing always switching off on them. And now that seems to be coming to fruition. Is it fruition or throuition? As in like F or TH? Fruition. Throuition. Through the looking glass. Because uh, now he's getting lost. And is he getting lost because... He's concussed. He had a bump on his head. Or is there some demonic shit happening? Because I kind of hope it's the demonic shit. Because like I said, fuck this guy. 
Also, I think this German priest might be about to... Is he a priest? He might be about to uh, get a boo-boo. What happened to Dottie Volmer? Where are you, Dottie Volmer? He's blocking the loading bay. The son of a bitch can't even read. She's fun, I like her. She's feisty. She's not giving up and letting this son of a bitch walk all over her. She's like, I'm gonna hang back and see what's what. I said earlier the lot was smaller than the other one, so I thought there might be a hidden wall. But I know you're not gonna believe me because I didn't say it earlier when I thought it, but I thought there might be a, a false wall. Maybe that's where Muggins is. The ghost, the ghost, the demon, the possessed woman. That was a very nicely delivered section of dialogue from the German. Awesome use of lighting. It created a nice... See, there we go. Look at that nice... Sh so they've, they, they've got the candles there, but the chances are there's a secondary light, probably some sort of like gel to the side with an orange uh, gel on it. Um... And is casting that awesome like shadow on this side of his face. And look at the intensity in his eyes. He's really saying to this guy, like, the information I'm giving you now is going to save your life potentially if you fucking listen. And if you don't fucking listen, may God help you. And of course, racist dick weasel over here doesn't fucking listen. Contact with it. Do not <coughs> speak with it. It will sense the dark. Look at that. It will sense the dark in you. Oh, juicy. And then look at this son of a bitch. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just, that, his eyes right now are just going, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Get out of my country. He's, I can't wait for this guy to die. <laughs> Not insulting the actor at all. The, act, the actor's doing a fine job. His character is what I have an issue with. But he kind of reminds me of Ben Mendelsohn, you know? If you don't know who that guy is, he was in A Place Beyond the Pines with Ryan Gosling. Uh, he was in... He was the main scientist guy in Rogue One. Uh, he, he's done a bunch. He's done a bunch of shit. Normally plays villains. Holy hecker. Where's his fucking face? He's gone... Oh, she must be weak and starving. Doesn't have a face, my dude. No face. No, no, no. Question. Why didn't the priest run as soon as he kicked the thing over and saw the thing happening? The, the German bloke should have just run. This is good though. This is intense. This is interesting. <laughs> I, bet the, I bet the Spanish woman that he gave the bad luck back to. <laughs> I bet she's locked him inside. <laughs> <laughs> he got got. Ooh. My career as an artist ended the moment they saw your work. Nice little preview. Do I want to watch the preview? Yeah, fuck, I'll watch the preview. You're telling me rats is stealing bodies out of coffins. You're telling me rats is stealing bodies. What's it gonna be? I'm very worried about you. I am very worried. <laughs> I'm watching the shit out of this. I'm watching the fucking shit out of this. I hadn't seen a breakdown of all the different episodes like that <coughs> intensely before. You know, I'd, I'd seen a, I think I saw a small teaser and I was like, oh, it's a Gilmero del Toro project. I'm, I'm already sold. That dude doesn't miss. 
but yeah, that that looked fucking intense, dude. All those different episodes and stuff. I'm watching the hell out of this. Yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. Um, it was good. I really. I don't know. It sounds sadistic as hell, but when evil people get their comeuppance, it, you can't help but oh, I can't help but laugh at it. Um, and that was it. Was a really good progression of events. You know, we um, we start with the old man. We know something's a bit weird. There's a hint with something being a bit untoward with the CCTV footage of him. Uh, we get introduced to this character. <coughs> it's established very early on that he's racist. Uh, and then that ends up, it, it, because of his racism, he doesn't help the Spanish woman or the Mexican woman. We'll call her the Spanish-speaking woman because I'm not sure of her country of origin. She may have been, she's from somewhere South American, but I don't know where. Uh, so because of his racism, he doesn't help her. And then that ends up being the linchpin to his demise, which is a lovely little bit of karma. But then all the the uncovering of the seance board and then, you know, uh, so his reasons first off for like needing money were quite nicely fleshed out. It was done with a simple phone call and then an assault, just two beats to give us the fact that this guy desperately needs some money. Uh, and then you had the, uh, like his reasons for going, so he takes the seance table and everything, thinks, oh, I'll, I'll sell these quickly now, hopefully make my $12,000. Realizes there's a way he can definitely get even more money through these seance books. So then he want to go find the fourth book. So he runs back to, with the priest to, I keep calling them priests, that German geezer, to try and, you know, do that. All these nice little progression points. It didn't, it didn't dilly dally and bore you with too much stuff. And even the one scene that I thought when we were watching it might have gone on a little bit too long and might have got a little bit boring actually ended up feeding that final climactic sequence where he was running through the thing away from the demon trying to escape and stuff so the the scene that i was talking about is what i mentioned um a few minutes ago about it being a bit like a maze with all those lights constantly going off and and being a bit confusing to sort of find your way around um so yeah it was really that was really good that was that was a lot of fun uh, i'm definitely going to watch the the other episodes of that yeah uh so this episode is probably going to be a bit shorter than most uh but i'm ill so i had to go easy on myself this morning uh and just make sure that i could get it recorded and get it edited and get it uploaded in time for your ears to enjoy and your eyes to see on uh monday even though I'm not called Movie Mondays with Luke Pickett anymore, I'm still trying to aim to get everything out to you on a Monday because it's nice to have a schedule and it gives you something to enjoy during the week. Anyway, this was, this was Chatting Scripts signing off. And uh, please don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That population is slowly growing. Don't forget to follow on Spotify or f subscribe or follow on Apple, on Amazon, where I don't think we're on Amazon actually, wherever wherever you're listening or watching, yeah, help your boy out. And follow the social media pages. I have a Twitter and an Instagram. They are both at chatting script. Uh, 